Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Good Tuesday morning. Donald Trump set to be arraigned just hours from now. All eyes are on the federal courthouse in Miami. It is June the 13th. This is today. In court, security high ahead of the former president's appearance today, facing charges of illegally keeping highly classified documents, while some Republican rivals begin shifting their tone on the campaign trail. How about blame him? He did it. If this indictment is true, President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. We are live in Miami with complete coverage on how this historic day will unfold and where the case goes from here. Breaking overnight, 22 U.S. service members injured in a helicopter accident in Syria. What we're learning about the incident and the investigation. Gridlock, tens of thousands of drivers adjusting their commutes in the wake of that I-95 collapse in Philadelphia. This is a way that I would never take to work under normal circumstances. Crews racing to clear the debris and begin repairs as new details emerge about the fiery crash behind it. High spirits, the siblings in that miracle in the Amazon recovering in the hospital, even drawing pictures to thank the rescuers, while their family reveals more about their 40-day ordeal and what they did to survive. All of that plus end of an era. Pat Sajak, the legendary host of Wheel of Fortune for more than 40 years, announces he is finally ready to retire. Just ahead when he says he will take that final iconic spin. Today, Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to today. It's a Tuesday morning. We are so glad you're starting it with us. They're still, I can hear them in Denver all the way oh, from here, right? I always think about the NBA Finals. They yeah. go on months and months, a long road, and yeah. Denver Nuggets emerge. The winners will have more on that. Highlights in just a bit. Yeah, but we are going to start with Donald Trump. He's about to become the first former president to be arraigned on federal charges. Here's a look at what's expected to happen today. He will appear at this courthouse in Miami facing a federal judge at 3 o'clock Eastern. He will likely enter the courthouse through an underground tunnel and be processed by both federal marshals and the FBI. The former president is expected to be fingerprinted, possibly photographed, Handcuffs, though, unlikely before he's expected to plead not guilty. And from there, Trump is planning to head back to New Jersey, where he is set to deliver remarks at 8.15 tonight. And as for the very latest on the charges, what happens next and what all this means for the 2024 election, we do have complete coverage. NBC's Garrett Hakes at the courthouse to get us started. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. The former president will likely arrive and depart from this courthouse underground, and there are no cameras in federal court, which means only a handful of people will see the former president appear to plead not guilty to these historic charges. Donald Trump poised to make history this morning as a federal criminal defendant, facing arraignment before a judge this afternoon. The former president returning to Florida Monday, cheered on by a small group of supporters outside his Doral Golf Club. It's a disgrace. It's a witch hunt. 
The whole thing is a scam. Mr. Trump remains defiant in the face of a 37-count indictment, accused by the special counsel of mishandling classified documents and obstructing efforts to retrieve them. According to the indictment, the material included top-secret information about weapons capabilities of the U.S. and foreign countries, U.S. nuclear programs, and potential U.S. military vulnerabilities. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States. Mr. Trump on social media attacking his indictment as, quote, strictly third world and vowing, if elected, to appoint a real special prosecutor to investigate President Biden, an appointment a president has no power to make directly. Republicans, including House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, largely rallying to Mr. Trump's defense. The idea of equal justice is not playing out here. And so that's a real concern to all Americans. But some of Mr. Trump's Republican presidential rivals say the charges are serious, including former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. The conduct in there is, is, is awful. And we're in a situation where there are people in my own party who are blaming DOJ. How about blame him? He did it. And Mr. Trump's former U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley. If this indictment is true, if what it says is actually the case. President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. It's a full circle moment for Mr. Trump, who in 2016 relentlessly attacked Hillary Clinton for storing classified emails on a personal server, arguing it disqualified her from the presidency. In my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. Amid calls for protests from Mr. Trump and some of his allies, Miami's mayor and police chief say they're confident they have the resources to keep the city safe. We're taking this, uh, this event extremely serious. We know that there is a potential of things uh, taking a turn for the worst. Now, one of the big questions heading into today's hearing is who will represent Mr. Trump in court? His two lead defense attorneys in this case resigned late last week, and he's not announced their replacements. Todd Blanche, a former federal prosecutor who also represents Mr. Trump in New York case, is expected to be part of the team. Savannah. All right, Garrett, thank you. Want to get more perspective on all of this? NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett, is at the courthouse in Miami. And our chief White House correspondent, Kristen Walker, here with us. So, Laura, let's start with you. What do you expect to go down today? And how about that question Garrett raises of who will represent former President Trump in this Florida courtroom? Well, Savannah, despite this enormous media presence here, once Mr. Trump enters that courtroom behind me, he is expected to be treated largely just as any other federal defendant would, which means he will be fingerprinted electronically. There may even be a photo, although we wouldn't expect that to be released to the public. He'll have to fill out paperwork, his address, close relatives, all of those things before he actually enters the courtroom and makes his first appearance before that judge. And at that point, he will actually be informed of the charges formally even though he obviously knows what they are. And then he will actually enter a plea, which we would expect of not guilty. But as Garrett mentioned, who exactly is standing behind his side, even though we are just hours away? It's extraordinary that we don't know the answer to that, given the serious gravity of these charges. He has at least one former federal prosecutor, Todd Blanche, but that's the same person who's actually representing him in the first case that he was indicted on, on those hush money charges. And so it'll be interesting to see who else arrives today. But it's just remarkable that he doesn't have 
a full slate of high-powered defense behind him right now. Let's take a step back for a moment here, Laura, because I think a lot of people are wondering, how is this going to play out? And this is one of those rare cases where you have a legal timeline and you have a political timeline, and both are important here. They're both important and they're inextricably linked because, of course, the former president is going to make a vigorous defense. We already heard him making it in public and his legal team is expected, I would think, to file a number of pretrial motions, which could significantly delay the legal timeline. But at the same time, you have the political time with the primaries coming up next spring when he's also facing that other trial I mentioned in Manhattan in March. And so it'll be interesting to see exactly how his lawyers position it, how they even explain to the judge, look, he's got to be on the campaign trail. How can you expect him to sit in a courtroom and also participate at trial, Savannah? Yeah, well, it's interesting. As I turn to Kristen Walker, whether he'll try, his lawyers will try to run out the legal clock so it heads into the election and the campaign. And then you have a whole set of other questions about a candidate for federal office being tried. Um, let's talk about the politics mm -hmm. here. We are starting to see some Republicans, Republican rivals in, for the presidency, speaking out against President Trump, which is not something we see too often these it, days. It's not, Savannah. And it's starkly different from what we saw after the New York indictment, right? When everyone was basically rallying around him. Now, Yavesa Hutchinson, not a surprise. Nikki Haley came out yesterday, Charlotte her tone. But most notably, Chris Christie took some of the sharpest attacks against former President Trump. He's a former aide to the president. He has now forcefully broken with him. Take a listen to a little bit of what he had to say at a town hall overnight. They're playing political games with you because they think if you kind of like Trump a little bit and I don't say anything bad about Trump and then Trump kind of implodes and goes away, then you're more likely to vote for me. How about we do so this? Th this is Christie talking about what the other candidates in the race who are circling the wagons and are afraid to criticize Trump. He's basically calling it out, saying this is the game they're playing with you voters. He laid bare, I think, the calculation that is happening inside GOP campaigns, which is how do we address this moment? And basically, they're doing what we saw in 2016, Savannah. That's what Christie is arguing. They are not going after former President Trump. And he's basically saying, what's the point of being in the race if you're not going to take this moment to draw a distinction with him. I've been talking to sources who say, look, there are conversations inside Republican campaigns about potentially sharpening their tone. But Savannah, I think the big question is, if you have one or two candidates criticizing Mr. Trump, I'm not sure that makes a difference when 79 percent of Republicans say that they see these charges as politically motivated. You really need to see a chorus of voices. Almost all of the candidates come out and start to criticize him, I think, to make a big difference in this primary. Well, the reason so many of these candidates are afraid is because that core Trump support within the Republican primary. I mean, there is a bedrock core, as Trump likes to say, he could do literally anything and they will stick with him. How much space is there in the Republican primary for a candidate like a Chris Christie or a Nikki Haley or anybody who wants to be critical or just even say, you know what? It's a mess. We all liked Trump. Let's move on. Is there a lane for a candidate like that? There is a potential lane. But Savannah, that bedrock is strong. We're talking about 35 to 40 percent of Republican voters. However, taking a step back, you do have states like New Hampshire 
Arizona, Maine, where unaffiliated or independent voters can vote in a primary. Those are gettable votes, Savannah. That could make the difference. But again, I think that you really need to see a larger chorus of voices start to come forward. And that's going to be the big question in the coming weeks and months. It's going to be fascinating politically, legally, in every way. Kristen, Laura, Jared, earlier at the courthouse, thank you so much. Programming note, NBC News will bring you live coverage of today's arraignment on many of these NBC stations and will also be streaming on NBC News now. Also breaking overnight, we're learning about a helicopter accident in Syria that injured nearly two dozen U.S. service members. NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, he joins us now with these breaking details. Keir, what can you tell us this morning? Well, Hoda, the U.S. military is calling it a helicopter mishap this past Sunday, resulting in injuries for 22 service members. U.S. Central Command, which oversees operations in the Middle East, said the injuries were of different degrees and added in a statement, the service members are receiving treatment for their injuries and 10 have been evacuated to higher care facilities. The cause of the incident is under investigation, the statement says, although no enemy fire was reported. And that could be a crucial detail, because in late April, the Army ordered a temporary aviation stand-down after a spate of domestic helicopter crashes in training missions, resulting in at least 14 soldiers being killed. Now, these are early days, so we can't say this latest crash is connected, but it will surely be top of mind, Hoda, as the military investigates what caused this. Yeah, we do have troops there in Syria. What kind of situation are they facing there? Yeah. Well, just think back to the early days of the civil war in Syria when ISIS was at its peak. We're a long way from those days now, but the threat has not dissipated. As you mentioned, the U.S. military has about 900 troops in the country conducting 38 operations against ISIS just this last month to prevent its resurgence. Meanwhile, Russian troops are still based in Syria. And just under three months ago, a drone attack by Iranian-backed militias on a U.S. base killed a contractor and injured six other Americans. Hoda, Syria remains a pressure cooker of conflicting international interests, a place where things could easily escalate at any time, Hoda. All right. Keir Simmons for us there in London. Keir, thank you. All right. 13 minutes after the hour, we've got Craig, who's got the latest mm-hmm. on this gridlock after yeah. the I-95 collapse mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Savannah Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. In short, it is creating a travel nightmare on one of the nation's busiest roads, and it's a nightmare that could last for months. The collapse now declared a disaster as some new details emerge about the fiery crash that caused it. NBC's Emily Yaketa joins us with the very latest on this. Emily, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. Well, we now know it was a deadly collision. Authorities recovering a body from the wreckage and family members say it was the man behind the wheel of the tanker that crashed into the interstate behind me. As for the ripple effects we're seeing from the road closure, already a huge impact on travel, commuters and commerce. This morning, a massive rebuilding process kicking into high gear after that tanker crash engulfed I-95 in Philadelphia, reducing the northbound lanes to rubble. Surveillance video showing the fiery collision, and now officials revealing new details about the moments just before it. From what we understand, the uh, the, the tractor and trailer uh, were, were trying to navigate the curve, lost control of the vehicle, uh, uh, landed on its side, and ruptured the tank and ignited the fire. The crash considered an accident? Yes. Authorities confirming they've recovered a body from the rubble. They've yet to identify the individual, but family members say it was Nathaniel Moody, a husband and father described as an experienced truck driver. His older sister called me and she said, Ike, she said, um, the state troopers just left Teresa 
in Jersey and they told her they pulled the body from the truck. The commercial truck had been carrying 8,500 gallons of gasoline, fueling intense flames, hot enough to compromise steel girders supporting the roadway. 160,000 vehicles rely on this section of I-95 each day, a main transportation artery now severed for weeks, if not months. Pennsylvania's governor officially declaring the scorched thoroughfare a disaster, and AAA warning the disruption could have a sweeping impact across the region. This is going to have a ripple effect in terms of how people travel, how truckers deliver things, how people get you know, north and south of here on their summer vacation, their summer road trips. Snarled traffic already snaking through the Philadelphia area. Here you can see the traffic is really building up and really going all the way down. As commuters brace for the long road ahead. And you can see just how much progress crews have made on the northbound lanes over the past 48 hours, especially with an aerial view. But the rubble is about to multiply because officials say the fiery crash was so hot it also compromised the southbound lanes, which will now need to be demolished in the coming days. We're also learning Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg will be on site here later today surveying this massive undertaking, Craig. Yeah, looks like it's going to be a mess in Philadelphia for a while. Emily Ketta, Emily, thank you. All right. Mr. Roker is literally on the road this morning for our Today on the Move series. Hi, Al. Hey, guys. Good morning. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe 1.5 million New Yorkers take the bus every day. Largest bus system in the country. And we are going to be getting on the bus and picking up some passengers. Uh, it's also a tribute to Father's Day for me because my dad was a New York City bus driver for more than two decades. So we're going to take a look at that and give you a little inside look at the bus system with some great dry, uh, operators in just a bit. But let's look at your weather right now. We are looking at strong storms firing up in Texas and Oklahoma. We got uh, 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 severe thunderstorm watches and warnings developing right now. 19 million people at risk from Savannah to Dallas. Uh, damaging winds, hail possible as well. Tomorrow, we're going to ramp that risk up as we move from Jackson, Mississippi, Montgomery, Alabama, Albany, Georgia, 9 million people, isolated tornadoes possible, wind gusts and hail, a big problem. We're looking at heavy showers and thunderstorms making their way through the Great Lakes into the Northeast later today into tomorrow down through the Southeast. We're going to be looking at severe storms. We need the rain here in the Northeast, so that's good news. In fact, as you look at the rainfall amounts, about a half an inch to an inch up to the north, but heavier amounts, anywhere from one to three inches from Shreveport to Savannah, but locally could be upwards of five. All right, that's your weather and everything you need to know. We're getting on the bus and getting ready to ride. All right, we'll see you guys in just a little bit. Don't forget to put Bye, some money Al. in there. there I you love go. it. Right, scan your yes, yeah, scan your phone. All right, Al. Thank you. We'll catch up with you. Coming up, guys, we have incredible new details on that rescue, that miracle rescue in the Amazon jungle. Kelly Cobier is on that story for us. Hey, Kelly. Hi, good morning, Hoda. Yeah, the children still in the hospital this morning, but telling relatives about how they hid from snakes and the touching reason why they were so determined to leave the site of their plane crash. Guys? All right, and then good news if you're one of those who likes to unwind with a little adult beverage at the end of the day, we will break down a new study. It reveals the benefits when it comes to stress and your heart health and light to moderate drinking. Yeah, light to moderate. Light to yeah. moderate. But first, this is today on NBC. Light Depends to on moderate. Definition of moderate. <laughs>
Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back, 7.30. Check it out. Mr. Roker's stop is right now. Oh, he's welcoming. Can you even imagine? Commute. Oh, my gosh. He's saying hello. Actually, these aren't commuters. These are bus operators. These are the people we're honoring today, men and women who get us safely where we need to go. And this is a labor of love for Al. His father drove a bus for almost three decades in the city. It's a key part of what makes Al who he is. Yes. And we're going to have more on that in just a bit. Albert Roker Sr. Mm-hmm. He would be proud of his boy. Uh, we'll hang out with Alan in just a moment, but let's start this half hour with a story that everyone is still talking about. That miracle rescue of four siblings who survived a plane crash and 40 days alone in the Amazon jungle. Uh, NBC's Kelly Cobiea joins us with an update on this remarkable story. Hey, Kelly. And just some remarkable details today. We're learning more about how the children survived from the children themselves, telling relatives how they hid in tree trunks to escape uh, snakes and other animals, and how they used what they found in the wreckage to keep them all alive. This morning, the four siblings who survived 40 days deep in the Amazon jungle are slowly regaining their strength at a military hospital and talking about the moment they were found last Friday by a team of military and indigenous searchers. The eldest girl, 13-year-old Leslie, was carrying her one-year-old sister and holding her other sister's hand. They ran to hug me, and Leslie said, I'm hungry, the searcher says. The Cessna carrying the four siblings and their mother crashed deep in the Amazon forest May 1st. It took two weeks to locate the wreckage. Searchers found three adult bodies in the plane, but no children. The father of the two youngest children says the eldest told him their mother was alive for four days and told her children before she died that they had to leave. Their grandfather says they stayed by the plane, surviving on the three pounds of cassava flour they traveled with. And eventually, when no one came to help, the siblings started walking. For weeks, searchers found clues. Half-eaten fruit, small footprints, a baby bottle, a tiny pair of shoes. 
Their grandfather said Leslie fed her one-year-old sister baby formula until it ran out, then only water. The other siblings surviving on berries and seeds they found in the jungle. Their family says the kids heard this recorded message in their grandmother's voice, telling them to stop moving. The children finally found just in time. Their grandfather saying Leslie was too tired to walk. The children now playing with each other, reading and drawing pictures, the hospital director said, including these, thanking the military and indigenous search teams. One picture with the words, Siempre Benecida, always blessed. I mean, this story is such a miracle when you're trying to imagine those children for watching their mom basically pass away and then having to go right. 40 days looking for things. The way that you talked about how they found berries and other things. What other types of resourcefulness did they use to make it through that? Well, their relatives say this ancestral knowledge passed down from their grandmother really was key to their survival. But searchers say Leslie was also really smart about this, that she took camping gear, a towel, an empty water bottle from the wreckage, even a flashlight that was still working. They stayed by a river or a water source the entire time. And they even managed to make some sort of makeshift shelter with some of that camping gear to protect them a little bit. Guys, it's just incredible uh, to imagine what they went through. Uh, traumatized, of course, but said to be in good spirits this morning. It's just remarkable. It's a miracle. It's so it really that 13-year-old girl saved her little brothers and sisters' lives. Mm-hmm. You can't believe what... It's incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly we appreciate thanks. it. Uh, we are going to switch gears now to some new developments in that case in Utah that we've been following here. A children's book author and a mother of three accused of poisoning her husband with a lethal dose of fentanyl. A judge now denying her bail after a really emotional court hearing. NBC's Erin McLaughlin is following this one for us. Erin, good morning. Craig, good morning. That's correct. Eric Richens passed away in the couple's bedroom in March of 2022. His wife, Corey, was arrested last month, charged with aggravated murder. And this morning, she remains behind bars after a detention hearing featuring dramatic accusations from a member of her late husband's family. I may be naive, but I never knew evil like this existed. If Corey was, in fact, willing to kill Eric for money, who's to say that she- what she will not do. Amy Richens, Eric's sister, pleading with the judge to deny bail in an emotional victim's impact statement. Please protect what Eric put his life on the line for, his three boys. Thank you. With witness testimony from a detective, a private investigator, and a forensic accountant, prosecutors painted a picture of Corey as a calculating killer who acquired dozens of fentanyl pills. The autopsy later revealing a massive dose of the substance in her husband's body. Five times the lethal dose is not accidental, Your Honor. That is a that, that is someone who who wants Eric dead. And the person who benefited the most from Eric being dead is the defendant. Prosecutors also revealing new details about the Utah mom's alleged Internet activity, including searches for luxury prisons for the rich. How long does life insurance take to pay? And can the FBI find deleted text messages? There's nothing to show that Corey did anything to Eric. 
The defense arguing these searches were merely in response to what was happening with the investigation, not evidence as of guilt, and claiming there's no evidence linking Corey to the murder. It could have been accidental. Being bad with money does not make you a murderer. Corey, who wrote a book to help her children cope with their grief, sitting handcuffed in the courtroom, becoming emotional at times. As a prosecutor described the text messages, she says she sent after finding Eric's body and performing CPR in an attack attempt to save his life. And do those text messages read, I pumped so damn hard, so hard, screaming at him to come back to life? Yes. The detective later testifying there's reason to believe no CPR was performed prior to paramedics arrival. The judge ultimately siding with the prosecution. The defendant would pose a substantial danger to the community if released on bail. Prosecutors are pointing to money as a possible motive. They allege the couple had been arguing over real estate and that Corey was in debt, alleging she had forged at least one life insurance application for Eric. The defense claims Eric's death left her worse off financially. Corey Richens has yet to enter a plea. Another court hearing is set for next week. Craig. All right. Aaron McLaughlin. Aaron, thank you. All right, guys. Uh, just ahead. If you enjoy the occasional cocktail or glass of wine, you're going to want to hear what a new study is revealing about the health benefits of alcohol. We're going to talk about that with Dr. Torres. Well, I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. Okay, then, guys, tributes are pouring in for beloved actor Treat Williams, who was killed in a tragic motorcycle accident. We will take a look back at his long career in Hollywood and Broadway. But first, these messages. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. And we're back, 742 this morning on In-Depth Today. We are taking a closer look at a new study that happened to catch our attention. Yes, it did, for myriad reasons. Uh, researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital say they may be able to explain why light to moderate drinking can actually be good for your heart health. Okay. Good. Here to walk us through the findings, NBC's senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres. Dr. Torres, all the people said hallelujah. Um, but light to moderate, we'll get into yeah. that in a moment. But first, just what did the study find? And so what we've known from studies over the years, it's kind of gone back and forth as to whether it's healthy for you or not to have that light to moderate drinking. And some of the studies have said yes, some of the studies have said no. The ones that said yes, we thought it was because of what was in the alcohol, that it had flavonoids, it had resveratrol, mm-hmm. those types of compounds in there that, were, that affected our heart. Well, what this study is showing is that's not what's happening. What's happening is the way it affects your brain. And the way it affects your brain, particularly a part called the amygdala, which is the part that we respond with stress, Mm. and it basically Mm. sends out the hormones in our body, the stress hormones, it seems to dampen that. 
with Ooh. alcohol. And the important thing is, it wasn't just while people were drinking alcohol, it lasted even longer. And they found this through CAT scans, looking at people who ended up, who were, said they were drinkers, light to moderate drinkers. So this is just about lowering your stress. So that's what this is about, really? It's, a, it's about lowering your body's response to stress, your, because we all have stress in our lives. Right. It's how you respond to it. And in this case, the alcohol is helping your brain moderate that response. Okay. All right. So you said light to moderate. So is light to moderate one drink per night? What and that is, is it? that is the key, light to moderate. And for, for women, light to moderate is one drink a day. For men, it's one to two drinks a day. And that means not saying, okay, 14 drinks a week, you can have them in one day or two days. It's That's every how day. I read it. Are you sure? <laughs> day, day one to two, because binge drinking can be bad as well. Yes, so you yes, want to be very absolutely. careful there. Mm-hmm. What constitutes binge drinking though? So binge drinking is drinking three or more drinks at a sitting. And so and it, I, I want to be clear, just to follow up on something you said. So I, you can have a glass of bourbon or a glass of red wine, and the medical benefits are, are equal. Exactly. It's the alcohol that had the benefits to it, not the specific type of drink itself. And that's different from what we thought with the wine being more protective than beer, say. In this case, it's the alcohol. But it is interesting. You're saying it's, it's what they're finding is that it's something of a stress reliever. Obviously, there are, much, Meditation there are more healthy ways of yeah. exercise yeah. right in your journal, but to, to relieve stress without alcohol. Exactly. One of the things you want to make sure is you relieve that stress. We all have stress in our lives, getting it under control, and there's ways to get it under control with exercise meditation. But on top of that, too, not, there are some caveats to this. And the main caveats are alcohol can be bad for some people, especially if you're yes. prone to cancers. And that's what the researchers are saying. We know that alcohol, any amount of alcohol can increase your risk yeah. of cancers. And now it looks like this small amount, light to moderate, can help you with cardiovascular disease. So what a lot of experts are saying is, you know, number one, don't start drinking just because you think it's going to help with your heart <laughs> mm-hmm. health. Yeah. If you're drinking, light to moderate, then I think you can look at this and say, okay, it might be helping out. If you have a cardiovascular history or you're more prone to that, if you have cancer history or more prone to that, then no, completely negative. You don't want to do that. Light to moderate. Light to moderate. All right. All right, Dr. Torres. Thank Thank you you so much. All right. It is now 745. Let's check in with Mr. Roker. He's on the move. He's got some New York City bus operators with him. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. And in fact, if you've been drinking uh, and you don't want to drive, you wanted to get on a New York City, an MTA bus. That's right. And these operators are the ones that will take you to where you've got to go. But let's take a look at where that heat is the worst. And we are looking at temperatures that are maybe record setting down in Texas. Triple digit temperatures from Waco, Corpus Christi, Laredo to uh, Del Rio, Texas. And into the late week, we're into the weekend. We're talking triple digits from Houston, San Antonio, Waco, San Angelo and Laredo. Temperatures start to cool down for the for now around the Great Lakes, but they will start to warm up as we head on toward the weekend for the Great Lakes Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic States. When we come back, we're going to introduce you to some amazing bus operators and talk about my dad and his history with the Transit Authority. Back then, it was the New York City Transit Authority. Now it's the MTA. Guys? Uh, by cool. any name, it is sweet, especially when mm-hmm. we think about your dad and all what that means to you, Al. Can't wait to get into that just before Father's Day. It's yeah. kind of perfect. Good timing. Also, had guys, a major change in the works of Wheel of Fortune. What Pat Sajak just revealed about his retirement plans after more than 40 years of the host of that iconic game show. Coming up, well, the Denver Nuggets won the NBA title. Yeah. That's the news. But interestingly enough, people are talking about the Lakers this morning. We're going to give you our first look at the new season of Winning Time. It's out, and we're going to have it for you on Popstar. First season was fantastic. Thank you. What, is, yeah. what is winning? Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, 
and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.